Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to talk about something that Noelle and I get asked all the time. It's a very important question, and it is how to get your first client. Noelle, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am well, and I am excited to address this question from a slightly different perspective. Mm, I love that she's always coming in at different angles. I mean, that's what makes our uh, podcast spicy and, and good. Spicy like an Italian meatball. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, you know, pulling back and really thinking about what coaching is all about, it's language. It's understanding language. It's listening for clues in the way that people position questions and statements. And so when somebody comes to us and says, how do we get with quotation work marks around the word get my first client? Um what it tips me off to is the fact that psychologically, the person who's asking the question holds a really performative self-concept of what it means to be a coach. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So she, uh, by angle, she's going deeper, you know? Um, yeah. And I like this because I think um, people are just too obsessed with the logistics of getting a client, you know, like they want the the fast route and steps, but I think this, uh, uh, what you're talking about now is going to help more than, than just logistical. 100%. So, you know, thinking about that as a question, how would it change for the asker if somebody came to it from the perspective of how could I connect with clients? How could I help clients or how could I serve my community? Yes. Um, I've learned that the number one step is, 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 uh, is to build trust. And, and, and when she says connection, um, I'm talking about you like you're not even here. When you say connection, uh, I, I think of trust. And, you know, if you're not building trust with people, whether it's online or offline, you're not going to have any clients. Exactly. And it 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 turns our, our clients um, into a commodity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what they really are, what really happens when we join with a client is it's sacred. This is a human being on the other mm. end who is trusting you to tell you what's going on with them, where they want to go, their fears, um, their shortcomings, their regrets. Uh, and getting a client is so much more than um, an accolade or um anything that a coach can hold to say, Hey, I have value. I'm worth it. Yeah. I love this reframe. So, so, so if you're listening, um, well, of course you're listening. Uh, if you're thinking about getting your first client, don't think about getting a client, think about connecting with a client. And I know that's subtle, but that's such a huge different, you, you know, difference because when you talk about getting a client, there's a, there's a, there's a grabbing, there's a desperation, there's a seeing the client as probably not even a person, but a number, you know, all of that stuff. And it, and I think that really um, gets us sidetracked on why we decided to coach people in the first place. So connecting with another human, I think that's very powerful. 
Yes, being of service and really becoming a detective in your own life and asking yourself hard questions about, you know, if you're in session with a client and it feels really wonderful, what do you as a coach hope to experience? What do you as a coach, Noel, um, hope to experience? Or is it differ uh, for every client when you're doing sessions? You know, every client's really unique, but for me, um, when I coach, it's, it's a transcendent experience mm -hmm. and I lose track of my own life, my own worries. Um, and I kind of cease to exist. And I, I go into this otherworldly space where I'm in somebody else's life, imagining, you know, them in their kitchen as they're telling me about, you know, how they got into the fight with their husband and they were cooking a meal. And, and it's, it's really about kind of hopping the fence out of my life and going into somebody else's and really being there as a partner to be of service. Yeah. I love that. Um, and, and, you know, I'm similar in that when I go into a session, um, I, I even take like a three minute break and, and, and almost say a prayer or have a conversation with uh, not only myself, but the universe where I ask myself or I, I tell, remind myself to get out of my own way. So instead of trying to, you know, force and control and, and put my shoulds and wants on the client, I almost um, try to become some kind of catalyst, some kind of conduit, some kind of um, just creating a space where uh, uh, this kind of magic happens where we are both um, authentically in involved in the exchange and we both kind of leave different because of that. And, and that's kind of always my goal. Yeah. That's beautiful. And for folks who are young coaches or new to coaching, what John and I are describing might feel really scary. And you might be mm. thinking, well, it's going to take me a decade of practice in order to get there. And I'll give you a yes. And what we're talking about it does come from almost a decade of experience. And also, if you have ever comforted a little kid that's crying and helped them calm down enough to, you know, continue playing with their toys, or if you've ever had um, a partner, a lover, um, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and you've sat up with this person because their scale and adulting is hard and life is, you know, terrible. Um, you've done this work. And if you've ever sat with a colleague and kind of reasoned through a problem, you've already had your first client. You've already entered that space. Yeah. And so basically, um, people who are new at coaching and they're like, I, you know, how do I get my first client? What you're saying is you've already had your first client. I mean, just because uh, money isn't exchanged doesn't mean that they weren't clients. Yes. And I'd love for folks to move away from thinking about the exchange of money and mm. thinking about relationships as currency. Yeah, absolutely. And why is that? I agree with you. Why is that helpful? Well, because one client to one hour is one client to one hour. But if you're able to really transcend all of the ideas that you have about material gain or um, your own performative self, and you really um, care about that human, that one client to one hour, that relationship itself becomes currency. That becomes a wor word of mouth portal to future clients. That becomes somebody in your life who's going to champion your work as a coach and champion everything else that you're going to do as a coach. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you think of clients as numbers and you get um, caught up in, you know, rates and how many clients you have, 
Um, there's also the danger of now uh, falling into the comparison game, you know, and now you're comparing yourself with other coaches. And, you know, I, I think that's always a pitfall. I think that's always quicksand. Um, I love the idea that uh, you start by, you know, telling yourself um, that you're going to live a certain way. And as you go throughout your day, um, it doesn't matter how you're helping people. So it can be in the form of a uh, 50 minute session. It can be a zoom group. It could be a podcast. Um, and, and you're not, a, you're not aware of the ripple. Right. And I think that if you focus on that, um, then this idea of getting your first client, um, it kind of dissolves because you know, you're, you're helping people. Um, and there's also ways you don't know you're helping people throughout the day, throughout the week. And so you actually have clients. They're all around you. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be in the form of a 50-minute session. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're talking about is super important in sourcing your operating system as a coach. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're a really great example of using content as a way to amplify service and inspire. So I remember when you posted a video doing ballet at a bank. Oh yeah, and I think um, um, the word ballet can be subjective. I don't know, but. Stretching. <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, I was like, ooh, John's a beautiful ballerina. Nice, yes, yes. <laughs> and so like, let's just take that one piece of content you know, as an example. One mm -hmm. of your values is humor is, you know, showing up in the world in a different way. Sure. And it was, it was, it was surprising, um, probably to the folks who are in the bank observing you, you might've ended up on influencers in the wild, who knows? Um, <laughs> but think about the lives that you touched in that moment from the people around you who might've had a snicker to somebody who saw that um, on social media and was having a really bad day. Um, somebody that connected with you and knows your story and just appreciated how willing you were to let go of your ego in mm -hmm. that moment mm -hmm. in order to bring a smile to somebody else. And that moment was in service of many stakeholders who could be your clients. Yeah, I mean, what Noel is talking about is showing yourself. You know, and um, what I learned early on, and I did, I didn't do it on purpose. I just kind of stumbled upon it. Is the power of um, what she's talking about, which is just showing yourself, being your authentic self, and and uh, and I think this is one of the the most powerful ways to attract and and eventually get um, your first client or many clients is to draw people in, not in a manipulative way, but in a natural, organic way by you um, being you. And it comes down to knowing yourself. Yeah. Knowing who you are. And it comes in unexpected forms. So I don't know that when you set out to do this work, you really thought that your way in was going to be through dance moves in a bank. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and also knowing yourself is, of course, a journey. And, I'm, and you know, because I tend to document, it's, it's always changing. And, 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 and I'm definitely not for everyone. Um, but what I've learned is if you kind of, um, live that way and you practice it, uh, cause it is scary at, at times you get better at it. And what happens is there's this momentum of, um, trust being built of, um, people who gravitate toward you and also weeding out people who don't gravitate toward you. Right. So your, uh, your, your pool, your, your, your audience, your clients, uh, they become very, uh, ripe. They become very potent. They become, um, 
you know, uh, really engaged. And then so for them to want a session with you or whatever uh, you know, services you're offering, um, the, the, uh, the chances of that happening goes up as you continue. It, it does. And I would encourage everybody to try to be fluid in your concept of what a client is. So for me, um, I do have a very small private practice where I do, in the traditional sense, speak to one client for one hour. I only mm -hmm. take on five clients at a time, but my true client is journey coaching. Right, right. Well, because you're you're also, you know, I mean, your day job is a CEO, so you're more than a coach. Uh, you wear uh, different hats. I do, but I use coaching to run our organization. Mm -hmm. And day in, day out, you know, no matter what conversation I'm having, when somebody, you know, brings me a question or a problem, the first thing I, I do is turn it around and say, okay, well, what do you see? What do you think? You know, it, I don't come from a directive perspective. I can't um, begin to know you know, how to answer somebody else's question. The people that, that we employers are brilliant. You know, I want to know what they think, what they see, what they hear. And that's the same, um, technique that I use for my, my personal clients. I just flip it around and bring it to journey every day in all of my different exchanges. Yeah. And so, uh, what she's talking about is starting with their strengths, you know, mm -hmm. um, Noel is outstanding when it comes to, uh, running a company, company, being a CEO, uh, that's not my gift. That so, if I uh, went down her path, um, it wouldn't be good for me. Like that's not my strength, right? Um, and I don't know if Noelle uh, wants to do ballet at a bank. That's not really her thing, you know. And no. and and, no. and, and <laughs> if and if so, she definitely wouldn't post it on social. So um, right. you, you got to know what your strength is, you know, and 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 what you're naturally good at what you gravitate toward. And also because coaching is, is a long game, um, if if you're not pulling from what excites you, what makes you, you know, um, passionate, and which lines up with what you're good at, then it's not going to be sustainable. You know, if you're only doing things because you think it's the right thing to do or it's popular, uh, it, it, you can only do it for so long and you're not going to want to do it anymore. So it has to, it has to line up with your strength naturally. Yeah. And so how do we source this? And I think it's really drilling down into the kinds of activities that give you an experience of flow. Mm. Yeah, I love that word. Absolutely. It's, it, it is that flow. And uh, if you were to even look at this through kind of a spiritual lens, um, when you are in that state, I think is when, uh, you know, you just uh, attract the people you're going to attract. It, it's when you develop in the marketing game, a warm audience. It's when the audience turns warm. Exactly. And so think about both yourself and the folks that you want to serve. If you love to write, begin there. If you love to podcast, begin there. If you really care about helping organizations solve strategic problems, start there. And yeah. that's where you start to figure out what your operating system is is as a coach. And John and I are fantastic examples of people who have two totally different operating systems, but right. use the same modality coaching to create impact. Yeah. And I love that we have such different stories because in it, you know, it, it, it shows the spectrum and you don't have to be um, someone like me, or you don't have to be someone like, well, you could be anywhere in between um, or your own, you know? So uh, there, there is no right way. There is no, uh, 
this coaching isn't colored by numbers. Like there isn't a way where it's like, okay, if I do this and this, because someone else did this and this and this, then I will have a, you know, my first client or, or whatever your goal is. You're so right. And I'd like to give everybody permission to do things differently. And instead of looking out to the world for others to model for you what to do, to turn the lens and the mirror inward and become a detective in mm. your everyday life. Yes. And what do you mean by this? So when you establish what your operating system is, right? So, you know, we know that you love writing, you love podcasting, um, you're great at social media and content. We know that I actually really like organizational development. I like mm -hmm. a small private practice. So we take that as fact and then we apply it to our world and start to source it. What's out there in front of you? What can you do? Where can you connect in order to gain that experience of flow? Mm. And how can engaging in that natural experience of flow give you clues and that will eventually translate into leads for future clients and future engagements? Yeah. And what I hear you saying um, is also um, a way of life, everyday life. Like how can you uh, become a de detective in your um, everyday life. Like how how does how does this become a way of life? So it is sustainable and it's always happening. You know, this kind of uh, maneuvering in flow as much as you can. I feel really strongly that the how is through connecting to others. Um, I I agree with that, and I think especially and this is where the internet becomes very powerful, right? You know, let's pull out the micro and the macro. So it 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 could be the internet, or it could be, um, you know, if you're if you're one of our students or our alumni in Journey, just having a conversation and saying, you know, hey, I think I want to write for Medium. Who's had some really great experiences? Who's doing this? Mm -hmm. um, if you know that you want to work in support of organizations or executives, your next door neighbor um, might have a colleague that just totally face planted on a strategic launch and could use a conversation, could use some support. Mm -hmm. So your world, your everyday world has um, opportunities for you to plug into the spaces where you experience flow. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. And if this is too abstract for you, um, I, I want to try to uh, break it, bring it to street level. Uh, so, you know, when, when people say, how do I get my first client? Uh, number one, there is no uh, uh, right answer. And if Noel and I were to say, okay, take these exact steps, it's not going to guarantee um, a client or it may, I don't know, but it, but but it, 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 it's different for everyone. You know, Noel has her journey, I have mine, um, but we're talking about mindset. We're talking about how to go into things. We're talking about, um, you know, flow states, uh, all of that. And so I think that kind of that kind of way of living, that kind of uh, mindset, so getting away from this idea of how do I get my first client and instead of um, thinking about words like connection, community, um, you know, online, offline, um, classmates, next door neighbor, like all this kind of stuff. Then I think uh, clients come to you. I think clients, uh, uh, they form naturally. And then you're going to have your own story of how you got your first client. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're sourcing your environment, don't feel like you're an island. You're connected to people everywhere. Um, and sometimes when you look out into the world, things feel really scary and impossible if you haven't had the experience of connection with another human. So even, 
you know, in my world, just yesterday, I hopped on Zoom with an old friend, a friend of a friend who mm-hmm. grew up in Philadelphia and was, you know, the dad of a kid that the husband of, uh, you know, one of my best friends educated, right? So there's, it's, it's a, it's a three person chain of telephone. And I just wanted to hear how he was doing and hear how his company made out coming through the pandemic. So step one, you know, what's my interest? What's my operating system? I like working with companies and organizations with strategy. Step two, scanning my world. Who do I know that I could talk to who might need some help with Mm. their own strategy? I reached out to a friend of a friend. We hopped on a call. It was an awesome conversation. We both walked away totally inspired and with potential partnerships on the table. A recent example of this is, so today at 6 p.m., I have a, um, um, a book signing, but it's a virtual book signing. And the, the reason that I want to do this isn't to see how many people I can get in the room, um, but it's planting seeds with a bookstore, right? You're shaking hands with them. You're establishing a relationship. Um, and so, you know, is that going to equal a, a potential first client? I don't know. That's not my focus. My focus is partnerships. My focus is uh, tapping into communities, um, you know, uh, feeding and growing uh, partnerships, friendships, allies, all of that, right? And and eventually that's going to manifest in, in some way. And so I think that, that kind of mindset, it, it, it's so much more fun and healthier than just trying to go out and desperately look for your first client. Absolutely. And it's accessible. When you're really pulling from service, when there's alignment between what you like to do, what you're interested in doing in the world, and being curious about how can I connect those dots? How can I help someone? How can I show up? A conversation is just a conversation. Mm -hmm. And your visibility, your connections, and your business will flow from that mindset, from that perspective. Yeah, and I, I kind of would like to end on this um, because I, I, it's one of my greatest uh, life lessons. Um, most of my 20s, well, well, half of my life, I, I've been in this kind of desperate chasing state. Um, and then in my 40s, I started to um, get more into an attracting state. And it's because of one of the things that Noel just said, of being in service. You know, In my 20s, I was grabbing and I was wanting things for me um, and my ego. Uh, after my divorce and and then, you know, being thrown into nonprofit and now kind of shifting my mindset to how can I serve? How can I help other people? Then you start to try. So um, if you are thinking about how can I land my first client that can definitely fall into the chasing state. But if you think about how can I be of service? Now you're maneuvering on a different frequency, which I think is more powerful. Now you are more in an attracting state. Awesome. 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 I couldn't agree more. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.